Hey, greetings. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast with friends from around the country talking sports, talking life. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Anthony Malfronte back in his home in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. What is going on, boys? Let's go around the horn like usual and start with Bill. Hey, everybody. Um, had a great weekend. I got to play three rounds of golf. I found out my body's not built for three rounds of golf in three <laughs> days uh, anymore, like it used to be. Um, but Anthony and I, will, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about it together. We'll share the story of Streamsong Resort down in, uh, we'll call it Bowling Green, Florida, because <laughs> that's the closest town it's near. Uh, but it was really a lot of fun. I had a great time down there. And, and then, uh, you know, a lot, some other things going on in my life that we, we'll, we'll probably talk about at a later date. But uh, yeah, so things are good. Bill, how many acres is Stream Song's property? Oh, man. I wish I could. I know that there's three golf courses. Um, the two golf courses, red and blue, um, are equal in acreage to the black course all by itself. <laughs> so I saw that. I saw that in their, their literature. But I couldn't tell you how big that. It's humongous because the resort is roughly a mile away from the black course. And the, there's two clubhouses, one for red and blue and one for black. It is... When you come in off the main road, do you drive for a couple miles before you get to anything? Yes. Yeah, you drive through some stuff over a bridge. You look at some wetlands. For you Star Wars fans like you, Sean, it feels like you're in Dagobah and you can see where Luke crashed his, you know, his speeder when he was looking for it, when he found Yoda. Uh, it's swampy. It's, it's very interesting place. Um, oh, my gosh. 16,000 acres. Wow. Think about that. 16,000 acres. It's, it's, it's gigantic. And then, and then it took off of uh, any kind of a main road, it was 30 miles of two lane road to get there. 30 miles from any major highway. So it's, it is isolated. So they probably got the uh, land at a pretty good penny, huh? Oh, I would say so. I'm sure that was pretty cheap. <laughs> well, what's the big city, Bill? What, what part uh, of Florida? I guess if you went north, you could hit Lakeland in about 45 miles. Oh, wow. Okay. Or, yeah. or if you go east, uh, you would hit um, Bradenton in about 45 miles. So that's okay. kind of your, it's kind of your directional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Neither, neither being a metropolis, by the way. No, those aren't big cities, but right. they're. Right. Todd, how about you, bud? Um, uh, following the bill theme and after three hours of pickleball on Saturday, I don't know if my body is uh, built <laughs> for, for playing that, uh, but I'll, I'll take the pain. We got to keep, keep going and keep being act active. Um, really good weekend, Sean, um, followed up by a good work week. Um, some, some good sports I'm sure we're going to talk about and uh, looking forward to um, this, this coming week also. So and you celebrated a special place. person's birthday last night. That's why we're doing uh -huh. the show on Tuesday. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Jenny had her, we celebrated her birthday. Um, Jenny turned 29, 29 yesterday? Yeah, something like that. Perfect. Yeah. You can tell her I said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to just keep, keep motoring through. Um, and we're actually going to have a little bit of a birthday week, Sean. So we're going to, because uh, she has to work, uh, she's working today and Thursday. Um, so her birthday was yesterday. So we're going to try to uh, extend um, some festivities to the weekend where she has a little more open free time. So Jenny again, looking forward to it. Love it. Jenny. Yep. Good. Mal, how about you, bud? Well, as Bill said, we spent the weekend playing golf up in Streamsong, which was awesome. Uh, had Came home to some work, which is always good. And uh, tomorrow... We close on my son and daughter-in-law and grandbaby's home, a nice. uh, quarter of a mile, give or take, from our house, <laughs> which will be awesome. And uh, 
So the whole house is very excited about that. I, so I had to close the door. And even the dogs are excited about having the grandbaby that close to the house, it seems. Anthony, well, I, I, can, I can have a feeling the dogs will get walked over there quite a bit. Yeah. Yes, they will. They're, they're, in, for some, they're in for some walking uh, through West Chase for sure. <clears throat> Anthony, how are the kids doing? Are they calmed down? Are they ready? You know, they're, sometimes they're, sometimes the worst customer is the son and uh, daughter-in-law of you know, Walter. It, when, the ones when, you know, yeah, right? We, we didn't get to pick the title company. Um, the seller of the home's uh, sister is, uh, is a, a real estate attorney. And she's a friend of mine. She's actually a client. So I had no problem using them. But she's breaking in a new closing slash real estate assistant and Oops. we got three different closing disclosures with three different numbers on them in three days um that's awesome and and so, so there was a lot of explaining to do amongst a lot of people in my house that we had why that happened and we got it all straightened out and tomorrow we'll have a closing but uh sean what about you buddy i know it's like the first week of uh the boy not being around How, how's that going yeah it's going good i you know Getting our, getting our bearings now with just one kid home. You know, Riley's doing her education from here in Columbus. And uh, I had to get in the office to do a couple couple webinars. And, you know, just um, we, we did, our golf course was closed this week because it was hosting the Nationwide Children's Ch Charities Championship uh, for the last second, the penultimate event on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, so, nice. um, yeah, it was it just got a lot of stuff done around the house and got some, uh, some you know, some some things done with mom and uh, played golf with Kevin uh, yesterday or on Sunday um, up at Marion country club. So that was, that was kind of fun just to get away. Our course had arranged some reciprocals around the area. So playing the first round on Scarlet uh, tomorrow. Uh, so see how the course is held up after the guys ate it up and uh, yeah. heading into, heading into what, what is a really nice time guys and fall golf in, in Columbus is just great. When it starts getting a little cool, you know, you gotta have the, the windbreaker on or the pants uh, should be neat. And we don't uh, know what you're talking about. Have you no will if you play in October in, in North Carolina, Bill. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. We got a little, we got a little teased. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll tease it now. Uh, would you, would you call it slacks or trousers? You have to put on when you're playing <laughs> slacks. Exactly. Golf slacks, <laughs> the old slazingers. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to wear my $400 rain pants that I haven't got to wear yet. So, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> So, uh, so a lot of sports to talk about, as Todd referenced. We, um, we got a lot to talk about. So let's do something a little different. Let's uh, have you guys, we'll start with Bill, uh, then we'll go with Todd, and then Mal, I'm going to ask you guys to pick a number between 1 and 29. Oh, boy. One and 29. Am I first? Yep. <laughs> so you have 29 topics we could nope, choose from? I just, nope, I, no, there's different, different reason for doing <laughs> There's a method to this madness, Bill. You just got to roll with it. Do you know what it is, Todd? Because No, I'm but I've known questions. Sean long enough. There, I know, okay. There's um, something good I'll, coming. <laughs> um. 27. Bill says 27. Todd? That should be Mal's for the Yanks uh, World Series championship, That's right? That's Kevin's um, age. I'm going to go 24. 24. Yeah, yesterday, celebrating a birthday. So. That's my birthday. I was just going to say 24. Uh-oh. All right. Told, stole it from him. I can't do that now, so go I'm going to uh, go with, go with uh, Kobe. Go with Kobe. No, I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, the other big thing happening this week is Sophia, our grandbaby, turns one on the 29th. Did you say 29 was a number? Yes. Uh, yeah, 29. 29. We're going to go with 29 in honor of Sophia. All right. So we got all birthday. numbers. The number was 15. There was oh, that's 15. my birthday. That's my birthday. Also, Tim so Tebow's number. So, so uh, I win. So, Todd, you win. win. You get to talk about what subject you want to talk about. 
we got NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, the PGA, uh, which includes the look ahead. So we'll go whichever sport you want. Your call, Todd. Where do you want to start? Um, or you can go yeah. off the board for 200, like on Joker's <laughs> Wild, and go EPL or MLS. So the Premier League starts September 12th, all right? Um, it, college does football doesn't start till the 26th, but they release the schedules. Um, I'm going to be boring and go uh, PGA. And then, right, let's go and PGA. Then, yeah. yeah. Okay. Guys, Dustin Johnson shot 30 under par. <laughs> 30 under par. He made more birdies and eagles this week than Mal, than Mal and Bill has made birdies and eagles this entire season. Um, unbelievable. Bill's, Bill says you're number one, Sean. Yeah, so, so just, just your thoughts on just that number to start the conversation about what happened at the, um, at, at the tournament up in, in Boston. I'll, I'll lead with this, um, and I wrote a lot of golf notes, believe it or not, just because uh, sometimes you forget, and then as soon as you, we say goodbye, you're like, oh, I forgot to bring that up. Um, he shot the most disappointing 60 I've ever witnessed in my life, right? I mean, I, he was 11 under through 11 on the round, and, and he ended up parring out. Um, they were talking about him shooting a 55. They were, I mean, realistically, they were just, the announcers were drooling. Um, so that, that was my biggest takeaway of the weekend. Overshadowed uh, Bill's, Bill's boy, Scotty Scheffler, who had a legit 59 same day. But I think Johnson's 60 even overshadow it just because it was a very, um, if you can call it a disappointing 60, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, hard to believe you shoot 60 and you don't even shoot the lowest round of the day. And it is a disappointing 60, right? 11 under through 11. He was on 60 with seven holes to go. Yeah. Unreal, right? And yeah, and you know, with that, with that, what's what is considered an an easy eighteenth hole is not. I I won't say it's an easy hole, but it's a birdieable hole and it's an eagleable hole. I mean, there's tons of guys that make eagles on the hole. And with DG with Dustin's prodigious length, <coughs> excuse me, easy easy for me to say. <coughs> you know, you'd <laughs> thought well, he's at least going to birdie that one. So if he can get one or two on thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen, or sixteen, or seventeen, he just could not make any putts. I mean, he was hitting them close, wasn't he? Yeah, it was still a great round. Um, but again, they were talking about shooting the mid, blowing up uh, Furyk 58, and that's what kind of made it um, "quote unquote" disappointing. I don't, no, I don't think amazing. he, I don't think he, I don't think he needed it. He was fine, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, yeah. right? Yeah. Other than it's what, eleven shot, right? eleven yeah. shot win. Yeah, yeah. It was a scramble for second, pretty much all weekend, Un right? Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. How about, how about you know, we we don't talk about this very much, but. I mean, we talk about Tiger all the time because Tiger's Tiger and Tiger, you know, struggled again. You never know what Tiger you're going to get. But man, Spieth and McElroy, the, the two next Tigers, you know, from 2012 and 2015, they've mm. just like pulled an Ian Baker Finch. They've disappeared. You know, yeah. what's going on with them? I, I hate to keep jumping in, but I read an article today about Spieth and Fowler are going to have to cash in on sponsored exemptions. Um, wow. In, betw in between... Um, what the U.S. Open and the Masters just to uh, yeah kind of stay sharp. <laughs> wow. So yeah, think about that, right? Uh, as Bill alluded to three years ago, you know these guys were pen penned in for you know certainly making the cut. Now it's it's a roll of the dice. Yeah, that's been very interesting to watch. Did you guys see Kisner's uh, quote? He says, "I've been watching it for 25 years. I'm pretty accustomed to it. When he's on, I just step to the side and try and add on to my bank account." <laughs> 
basically, <laughs> basically saying like, I'm not worried about Flynn in first place. Cause it's, you know, Kisner came in third place or actually I think he came in fourth because I believe Berger uh, birdied the last hole. Yeah. Solo third. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so uh, Kisner got a $480,000 check for fourth. Um, Mal, what'd you think about DJ's, you know, I mean, it was almost just a, I, I, I was, frankly, I was watching the, the nationwide for, for a lot of it because it was just such a trounce on Saturday and Sunday. What amazes me about him is when he's on, he knows it. But when he's not, he also knows it. And his expression never changes. Mm-hmm. He is so stoic and so steady. I mean, his, it, 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 just watching him play, you couldn't really, you couldn't tell from his facial expressions whether he was happy or not with almost any shot that he hit. Uh, he's robotic, right? Yeah, robotic. it's like stoic, stoic, steady, and stoned. I think that would be the third term. Because <laughs> he, I just, mean, he I agree. down the fairway and he just kind of yeah, gags to the wall. Yeah. They yeah. compare they, they compare Brooks and Justin uh, Dustin Johnson having the same attitude, but Brooks kind of seems like he's walking with a little more of a chip, right? <laughs> but Johnson just yeah. seems robotic, right? He just seems mm-hmm. in the moment, right? Not nothing's bothering him or so and his, appears. And his golf move when it's on, right, from the top down. The way he clears his hips and the way he gets the club through the ball is it's, it's smooth, but at the same time, very powerful. And it's, I mean, it's, for me, it's fun to watch, especially off the tee. And he's gotten so good with his short irons. Yeah. His wedge. He's got, yeah. he's got, he's got those distances just, just honed in. And this past week, I mean, on Saturday, he had a handful of shots that, that were so close to the pin and missed a few putts. It was like, holy cow. I mean, he, he is, he's fun to watch because there's no extra emotion there. It's just golf and it's pretty good to watch. Yeah, he, for sure. He really, he really chases after the ball, right? Because that can kind of the way you want to categorize that move when he's hitting it well. Um, like he's, it's a swing when you see, you have no doubt who it is, right? Mm-hmm. From whatever distance you go, oh, that's DJ. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. For sure. So the current FedEx Cup, as we head into the BMW Championship, DJ's at one, JT's at two. Webb Simpson announced today he will Girl. not play uh, in the Olympia Fields. He's going to go home, uh, hmm. and he's in third place, so he's obviously going to make the, you know, mathematically he's already made the Tour Championship. Yeah. Um, Daniel Berger in fourth place, um, and Colin Morikawa wraps up your top five. Billy Horschel is that in that 30th spot right now. It uh, doesn't mean anything going into this week, but obviously that's the number everybody's aiming for is that 30th spot because we went from 125 in Boston down to 70 in Olympia Fields. And I believe that's the top 70 make it. So even though Webb Simpson's out, the 71st guy doesn't slide in. Um, mm-hmm. And so too bad for Doc Redman who finished 71st. <laughs> On the bubble. On the bubble, yes. right? He was, he was on the bubble. Um, out, just outside he, the top 30, guys, as we head into the, this round, uh, Joaquin Neiman, 31. Matt Wolf, 33. Uh, Mark Hubbard, uh, Adam Scott, and Gary Woodland are kind of in the 30s there, um, all with obviously a mathematical chance to play well and, and see what happens down below. Todd? Hey, uh, before we go into the BMW in Chicago, um, two stories, three stories, two guys who missed the cut and one guy who made it. Um, we'll talk, is it Robbie Sheldon? He was playing with Fowler. Um, finished birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, um, or, or somewhere in that range to sneak into the top 70. Um, wow. And yeah, so pretty cool story. But two guys who did make the cut, 
Uh, one is Phil Mickelson, who now elected to play on the Champions Tour. And he seems to be running away with it, which is awesome. I love yeah, it. Dropped, dropped um, to 61 yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing <laughs> Why are they well starting too. on a Tuesday, by the way? Is it because of the think, BMW Championship? Yeah, stay or? out of the way of the championships. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, first round was yesterday, Monday, right? Yeah. What day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three rounds. Yep. And then the other great story, I'm sure you guys heard of it, is it Joel Damon? Is that, am I uh, saying that correctly? Yep. He missed the cut and went to Twitter and immediately looked for anyone who had invited him to his country club so he can get a cash game going uh, on Saturday. <laughs> so a guy, um, I guess a country club in Boston said, hey, coming out is $500 enough. And Joel said, perfect. And he, uh, he hosted them and they, and they had a little cash game. I think that is just hilarious and, and funny. Um, he just, cool. he, he wanted to play and uh, knew to hit social media to find a little action. So anyway. Well, hey, so let's just go through, look at some of the names not advancing. In other words, didn't make the top 70. Mm. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Todd, the highest ranking person, the person you mentioned, Phil finishes 75th. Uh, he's 50 years old, so 75th, and he's going to obviously make some bank on the Champions Tour as he sees fit. Um, Ian Poulter uh, finished 88th, and I bring that up because, interestingly, he's never played at Eastlake. Wow. I heard never on, made the top I, I think 30. I was watching on Thursday's round. Wow. And doesn't, he, talking, doesn't he live there? The announcers, um, <laughs> the announcers were, were asking him, um, you know, of the courses left this year, which one's his favorite? He says, well, I've never played Eastlake. And the announcers are like, wait, you've never, he's never ever qualified. He's never played there. Wow. You know, and so it's, it's always been one of his things. Uh, Justin Rose, 91st. Tommy Fleetwood, 92nd out. Ricky Fowler, 94th. Brooks Kepka, 104. Just, you know. Um, what then justin spieth or i'm sorry uh, jordan spieth uh 107 um you know kepka didn't make the cut i'm, I'm sorry uh deschambeau didn't make the cut and uh who was the other uh, top player that didn't make the cut um deschambeau and someone else in the top 10 didn't make the cut JT, but, jt made it um yeah but just interesting <laughs> that you know kepka just kind of he is really mr major or nothing right yeah, and well, he he's doesn't hurt care. now, right? He's got he's he took himself out of this week's tournament with a, a lower body injury, like a leg yeah. injury, I think. It's called it's called a COVID gut. So he got fat <laughs> and he didn't want to show it off anymore. What? We should all be this so is, fat, right? There. Is this being recorded? <laughs> I tell you what, if there's a person if there's a person to watch going into this week who has been playing very, very steady, I mean he's fourth in the FedEx Cup standings, but Daniel Berger has been incredibly consistent. He hasn't missed a fairway in seems like two years. Right. And Sean, it was Morikawa that didn't make the cut, right? Right. Oh, Morikawa was the other guy. Yes, that's who you're talking about. Exactly. Yep. yep. But Daniel Berger is playing exceptionally well. Um, and I'd, I'd like to see what he does this week. Um, it's a course that's kind of designed for a player like him. Yeah, you know, if you look at the, the top players, I mean, obviously DJ, Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, U.S. Open champion, uh, Mark Cowan now with a major, uh, Berger, Harris English, DeChambeau, mm -hmm. Sunjay M is eighth, Rom ninth, Patrick Reed with a Masters, um, Shoffley, Rory with four majors, and you got Brendan Todd, Scotty Scheffler, and Lanto Griffin in your top 15. Lanto, wow. Just, you know, surprising. Sebastian Munoz is in... 16th place and ricky fowler was in 74th i mean talk about a guy who just you know turn along get your ninths get your tenths get your 16ths but make cuts every week 
and you make points, right? And it's just that slow grind. And, you know, there, there's a Billy Horschel in this field somewhere. You know, that, I wonder. And a Bill no, Haas, right? Bill Haas won it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Has anyone ever talked about, you know, maybe early before pre-COVID, a lot of these bigger names weren't playing as much. You know, like they were kind of easing their way into the season. And all of a sudden, yeah. bam, everything shuts down. So they only played two of these other guys played six. Mm, and yeah, they built, cranked season. up some points. Yes, I think that season might, it might have some effect on some of those numbers. Um, you know, based on schedules and things. Look, I don't think Ricky Fowler's crying. You know, he's going to take some time off no. and maybe tool up. No, and, and same with Justin Rose and those guys. And they all, yeah. they're all qualified for the, you know, the U.S. Open, obviously, and the Masters. Right. All those names I talked about, well, Poulter, Rose, Fleetwood, Fowler, Kepka, Speed. Well, Mac, Mac, I'm sorry, McElroy and Woods have been the two outspoken guys saying they really miss the fans, right? Um, and those are the only guys that are really speaking about it. So you wonder, I mean, obviously that's at a, effect on a lot of these guys how much either way um i don't know but yeah it's i, I was kind of happy that they both kind of were outspoken saying yeah we we miss the fans we miss the energy you know all that good stuff so so olympia fields this week bmw championship um traditionally held around the chicago land area outstanding course jim jim furick won the u.s open there it's a traditional parkland style tree-lined course very similar to a harding park uh, with different trees uh, it'll be a course that you'll want to tune in tomorrow and Friday to get a good feel for it because it's so different than when the U.S. Opens played there with the stands and, and you know, and, and, the, and the fans. Um, but just a well-manicured, you're going to see just a perfectly conditioned course for guys that are really, you know, I mean, while DJ will have a huge advantage going into the Tour Championship, the way they stagger the start, so to speak, um, just get all you got to do is get in, right? There's no cut this week, right? No cut this week. So four rounds, balls to the wall, Get make a bunch of birdies there. and try and avoid the big numbers, right? Yep. Yep, that's it. It's, uh, it'll be fun to watch. Um, it, you know, some, somebody can make a big move on a weekend, right? <laughs> and, and, and they do a great job, you know, kind of covering that on Sunday. Sunday's a blast. Yeah. Because you know, they're just telling you, you're in, you're out, he's in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fun to watch. Yes, and with that putt, you know, and so on. Yeah, so exactly, great. yeah. And it's, it's not so much, you know, I mean, a guy can finish 43rd, and beat a guy who finishes 34th because he was that many points ahead or behind. Yep. You know, it's, it's really yeah. a, um, it's, it's like that last day on the premier league, right, Todd? Where Oh yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. They should do a shotgun start. They should start everybody on the course and not know where, <laughs> not know where you are. So that's, that's awesome. Well, Doc, Doc Redman had to wait through a rain delay to watch the guy who was one ahead of him. Oost, Oosthuizen, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right start finish his 18th hole and Ustazen makes birdie Doc Redmond's out and Ustazen two putted from 45 feet for him to not make the cut for yeah. not not make it into Olympia fields wow. yeah well it's gonna be fun um and let's let's uh keep watching let's go to the NBA next guys um across the street from you Bill uh, down there in Florida uh, is the bubble Boy, the East is kind of boring. Um, Milwaukee looking to close out Orlando after Orlando takes game one. All three. They teased, they teased us. All yes, the other yeah. series uh, sweeps. Uh, Miami sweeps Indy. Boston swept the, the process. Philadelphia <laughs> just, just didn't even show up. And the coach got fired, Sean. You Toronto, see yeah, Toronto uh, swept Brooklyn. So heading into the, to the second round or the semifinals, I guess you'd, you'd call it, of the East, uh, Let's go ahead and slot Milwaukee in. Milwaukee plays Miami. 
and Boston, Toronto could be a pretty, pretty solid series. You know, don't forget Toronto's the, the defending champions. Uh, they have no plans to go easily. And, you know, I'll give you a dollar if you can name more than three players on their team. Seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? When they, yes. when they won it. Gosh. Yeah, it really does. And it was, yeah. you know, it was. Uh, I heard a, uh, speaking of NBA, I heard an interesting take on uh, so Mike Greenberg, they did a big shakeup on ESPN radio. I don't know if you guys listen as much as I do, but it took an hour away from Levitard, which bummed me out because I love their irreverence of that show. Um, but they, they uh, gave Greenberg a show from 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, so he does his, his uh, show in the morning and then he does a radio show in the afternoon. And he was talking about the, the tanking that happens still in the NBA because of the, you know, trying to get to the bottom of the standings is important there. And he said, there should never be a league where you're trying to lose. It's just not right, right? Trying to get, you know, to the bottom, to have more ping pong balls uh, in, in, in order to try to become the, to get the first draft pick. So his, well, this was his uh, solution. He said, uh, every, every uh, team that fails to make the playoffs goes into a lottery, and so do the first round losers. So there are only eight teams that do not have a shot, but the other 22 teams all have a one in 22 chance of getting the first pick. You go back to the old school days. Remember where they had an envelope and they just opened them yeah. up and see, you know, yeah. and uh, he said that way there's incentive to try to make it to the playoffs, to make some more money. No one's trying to lose a playoff game to get a one in 22 shot or lose a playoff series. He said, everyone's still trying to do their best. And I thought, ah, it's interesting. I don't think the NBA will do it, but yeah, but then you got to make it, you got to make it that the, the, first team and the 22nd team have the exact same number of balls you know? no no they have yeah. zero balls dude it's, it's just one it's pick, pick out the hat yeah you, you, you get a big pick card a with their name and you, everybody you just, gets one ball in the machine everybody gets the one yeah. and they I just because remember the old days they, seriously they would just they would have they would grab these envelopes and randomly put them up on a board for one yeah. through one through 16 or one yeah. magic it was. magic one back-to-back years yeah, yeah. Okay, and right? then they would yeah. open it up and it was just always this uh it was a spectacle Right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Shaq and Penny. Anyways, actually, it was Shaq and Chris, Chris Weber, and they traded. Oh, that's right. Penny. Yeah. yeah. Good so, time out. Time out. Chris Weber. Time out. Oh wait, you don't have oh, any left. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, over in the West, Duke. Go Duke. He's done such good work uh, since then. Over in the West, once again, the one seed Lakers lose their first game to Portland. Uh, they're up three to one though. Um, oh, they, they destroyed that. them. Uh, but we do have two really good series going on out there. Uh, as we go down the brackets, Oklahoma and Houston tied two two. Uh, yeah. Two teams that know each other well and have traded a bunch of their team members uh, across. Uh, Denver and Houston, surprisingly, that's the one upset right now. Utah, I'm sorry, Denver and Utah. Utah's yeah. up three to one. That's a six three seed. Uh, yeah. They are up. And then at the bottom, uh, getting a lot of love, getting a lot of run is Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, two two with the Clippers. Uh, Clippers yeah, kind of considered co favorites with the Lakers to win the West. Um, like the Lakers put game. put up eighty in the first half last night, eighty points in the first half. Wow! <laughs> and wow. just destroyed Portland. So uh, that series is over. It will. How be about Luca though? How about his triple double the other night? Uh, uh, 43, 45, 43, 18, 17 or something. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. And that step back three was just super fun to watch. He set <laughs> just, him up so perfectly, didn't it he? Was great. All I needed was a two, but uh, you know he, yeah. he definitely had a wide open shot. So of from you know three feet behind the line, but. and and he 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 duke, juked that defender. He went mm. towards the three point line like he was going to drive past them, 
and crossover dribbled and pulled it back and went straight up in the air. It was a great move. Yeah. yeah. A great fun. move. And the place exploded. He's, kid's 21. He's mm. 21. Oh. Wow. We saw him Been play playing last. professional basketball for we five years. We saw him play last January, right? Yes, yeah, we did. We did. No, uh, in, in whose last game at, at uh, the Garden? Dirk's. That's right. Dirk Nowitzki, that was a, yeah. It was kind of a little historic moment there for yes, us. Yes, it was. First, yeah. First and, yeah, first and last. I, that, I'm actually that, a tr- and a, that and a quarter get you a cup of coffee. I'm sorry, did I say that? <laughs> I'm actually a uh, I'm actually a Trey fan for the Hawks, but as I texted you guys last night, Hawks drafted Luca and then traded him for Trey Young, right? Yeah. And I like Trey. I mean, but oof, you know, that's tough. And, and, and Luca Doncic is not that uh, prima donna Euro. I mean, he's tough. Mm-hmm. He is tough. He fights. Feisty. He gets yeah. in there. Yeah, he's like. But he does have that Larry Bird awesome. kind of uh, chip on his shoulder, yeah. in your face, and you're not going to intimidate me and. I think French Lick Indiana qualifies as Europe. So it's probably the same. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. In an article I read today, it said the defense is, forget offense, the defense is what kind of separates Luca for, against Trey Young. Because Trey Young can score some points, right? But right. I don't think he gets the stops that, that Luca does. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. They're both still young. Uh, another, another playoff um, conference. Let's talk NHL, guys. Um, each of the. Uh, brackets right now we're in the semifinals of the NHL playoffs as we are in the end of August um, I believe right now uh, Tampa Bay and Boston are playing right now right Bill yeah one 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 okay and Boston leads that series one nothing uh, on the other end of the, that bracket you got New York Islanders up one over Philly um, kind of shut them out last night yeah and then in the west you've got Vegas up one nothing over Vancouver and oh, Golden Dallas Knights. I have to say that for the company. That's a company line. Okay. Whenever you say Vegas, I got to say go Golden Knights. I go Golden Knights. Out. Okay. It was a memo to all the Fidelity employees. Yeah. Colorado and Dallas. Uh, Dallas up 2 nothing. Um, Dallas has beat uh, Colorado every game this season. So wow. see that, see that, that stands. Doesn't bode well. That doesn't bode well. Yeah. Anything, anything else in the hockey world, guys? You, uh, Brad Marchand still an asshole? Is that okay yeah, to say out loud? Yeah. God, I tell you just, what, but that is a great hockey line those three guys i know pasternak play, and, and they play Marchand. exceptionally well together and bergeron right and bergeron yeah. god and our boy nikita kucherov has done nothing in these playoffs we gotta get stamkos back too dude i mean it's just hurting right. so yep. yeah. they have the columbus columbus team had nikita kucherov's number and boston has their number has his number too they've got yeah. him bottled up Get, he's not doing a thing getting in his head a little bit yeah, yeah there's a uh, there's a guy on the on the bruins uh sean corrali i believe he's on the second line uh he is a the son of a lady that was an agent went to my training and she's now switched <laughs> companies but um actually bill you know and now you know lisa biggers friends with jeff mm-hmm. Chalmers. Yeah. Uh, yeah when when sean got uh traded to the uh, Bruins. Lisa uh, helped him find a place there in Boston. Ah. It was just a rental for the time being because he wasn't sure if he was going to be there. And now he's uh, worked his way from the fourth line up to a pretty solid second liner. Um, you know, scored quite a few goals and, and kind of nice. anchored there as one of the, the good players on that Bruins team. They're a good team. And Marshawn is one of those guys that you just, if he's on your team, you love yep. him. We say it and every time. If he's on the other 29 perfect. teams, you hate him. Hate him. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Is he like Bill Ambeer? Is he Bill Yeah, he's a five foot seven Bill Ambeer. Okay. <laughs> he's, so t- he's tiny. I made more attitude and likability. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's the guy last year that licked the licked the guy in the face off. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, that's not awesome. COVID friendly. That's not COVID friendly. <laughs> <No, it's>, that <laughs> was against the lightning. That yes, was yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh. gross. Hey, you're only down one, 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 nothing. And it's one, one in the second yep. game. So you guys, you have a, a, a desperate air about, about you. You need to, a lot of ice time breath. left. And it's okay. interesting. Now we're now with less teams, they're starting to put the games a little more, you know, prime time and, and yeah. you know, they're not two o'clock and noon. Games. I love the, exactly. uh, I love the two games start before happy hour format. That, that was happening. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. it. It was nice when you're working from home and you're like, well, yeah, oh, it's on the background, right? Wonder yeah. what's on. Yeah, exactly. And you got it on the background. Uh, let's go over. Let's go over to baseball, guys. Um, mm. As I always do, American League: Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Oakland, leading your divisions right now. But remember, there's five wild cards uh, right now. If the season ended right now, it's Yankees, Cleveland, Chicago, Houston, and Toronto. Mm. So three out of the East um, in that in that slot. Let's stick with the AL. Malik, just your thoughts on on what you're seeing out of Tampa and the, your Yankees and anything else. <laughs> My Yankees get hurt too much. <laughs> they, they, it's, one guy gets hurt, another guy comes on, one guy comes off the IR. It's just, it's a judge. Uh, it's judge is back just in time for the Brave series, Mel. So lucky, yep. lucky you, right? Uh, but, but you know, then Glaber Torres is hurt now. Uh, they got a pitcher who blew his not blew his arm up, but he left the game with a stretched out arm or whatever. But the Tampa Bay Rays have the Yankees number, and they just. <laughs> really did an amazing job up at Yankee stadium, which will bode well for them later in the year. Uh, And the amount of home runs being hit in the major leagues, is kind of scary. Yeah. You, I think you could have called that, right? Cause pitchers just weren't prepared. And so you're, you know, dead arm phase is right now for most of those guys. It just came earlier because the dead arm phase was always pushed back a little bit, but there's a lot of pitchers just getting lit up. Um, there's home you know, runs there. I mean, your Padres uh, are hitting grand slams like they're like they're like furry. They have six, they have like six grand slams this season. Yep. I think they have more. If you, you you can add up every other team in baseball, and they don't have six, and the yep. Padres have six. The, the Dodgers hit like seven home runs in eight innings the other night. They're, I mean, there's home runs like every. It's like crazy to yeah. watch all the home runs that are being, and they're not cheap over the fence home runs. These are rocket ships. Some of these guys um, are. Yeah. Although, although there's a great one if you um, if you're listening to this, go go to go to YouTube and, and ask. Look for JT Real Muto, who's the catcher for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happened today. It's a great home run. Um, it bounces off the top of the padding. I think Adam Eaton's going back for the Nationals to make the catch. He he kind of doesn't make the catch, and it bounces straight up in the air about 20 feet. And as it's coming back down, Eaton makes a half-hearted attempt to try and grab it again. But misses it. He had enough backspin that it spun over the wall. <laughs> That's, the That's great. Never seen that before. Yeah, you know. With all the home runs, you know what they should do is they should put um, cutouts of like supermodels in the outfield, and then the campaign could we be cardboard, cardboard chicks dig the long ball. Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard I heard on the radio today, uh, my boy Chris Mad Dog Russo was, was talking about. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. He, he's yeah. hysterical, yeah. but he knows baseball. And he's got all these facts, like just trapped in his head. And when he starts talking, that all comes out. And he was talking today about how pitching has changed. And the pitchers are not allowed to pitch inside anymore. They get warned. They get fined. Right? 
and they made a comment that Bob Gibson can't watch baseball games anymore because batters now can get right on top of the plate and extend their arms completely. And there's nothing that's going to keep them off the plate, like a, a brushback pitch that used to be the norm in baseball. It was an art style. Right? It was, it was the norm. It's what you did, right? Don Drysdale, Juan Marichal, uh, Bob Gibson. Nolan, the Ryan. List is, yeah. Nolan Ryan. The list Lemons. is endless of those guys that would bring a little chin music just to like, make you not – they don't want to hit you. They just want to back you off the plate a little bit so they can feather the outside corner and get you where they needed to get you. And that, that, that part of baseball has been taken away by the rules. Yeah. Well, I think also is because they were doing it as preemptive where I think modern, the reason they clamped down is it was retaliatory, right? You hit a home run or you ran too slow, you know, trotting, then we're going to throw, you know, got your best guy. Well, I, um, I think, I think Gibson did a bit of that as well, though. Those guys they? back in the day. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were mean. You, they were mean too. You, yeah. They were, Oh, Bob Gibson was mean. He was mean. He's a very <laughs> mellow guy now. He's got that high pitch and kind of in voice, between the lines, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was mean. Over in the NL, Todd, your your Braves uh, in first place, the Cubs and the Dodgers, three three uh, blue bloods. Uh, the next five: San Diego, Bill, mm-hmm. St. Louis, Miami, Colorado, and San Francisco. So three out of the West. The Marlins, huh? Wow, that nice run, that eight win, uh, winning eight game winning streak. So yeah, keeping them up there. I've been patient. Mal, cry me a river. Braves lost Soroka, their ace. <laughs> Albies and Acuna are both on the IL. No, uh, Acuna came back today. Uh, well, he hasn't played yet, right? He could still burn himself wow. ironing a shirt like Smoltz did, right? Yeah, or, yeah, or trying to kill a spider in his room or whatever. And by the way, Mel, uh, it, was a rain, it was a washout here in Atlanta. They're doing a doubleheader tomorrow, 410 oh, nice. and 730. So Nice. Seven yeah. inning games. Seven, seven innings. inning games. Yeah. yeah. So just like the high uh, Braves, school. <laughs> Braves are fun to watch. They really are. They uh, they will use all twenty seven outs before uh, they give up. They they they've had a lot of walk off, um, a lot of walk off wins, and even a lot of walk off rallies that come a little short. But it's it's kind of a fun team to get behind for sure. That's because it's it's a cool. such a short season. I mean, you look at St. Louis and Miami, two teams that that sat weeks out. A lot of double headers coming for them, right? You no. Know, yeah. um, you could have a, just a team literally, I mean, the White Sox are in the conversation right now. You could have a team go on a, you know, a six game run uh, against the right opponents. And all of a sudden takes. they're back in the percentage talk, right? Um, three, three bullet points of note on baseball before we move, move on to college football. Um, Bill, the August 31st trade deadline, that's Monday. Um, wow. Seems, seems like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like to me a lot of movement in this, yeah, I, I think I haven't heard a I haven't heard a peep about it. You know, yeah. watching I watch a lot of baseball. And I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Um, and clearly, if anything just happened, it, it's long term. It's not for this season. It's, it's yeah. Think about it. Sixty games. Yeah. The, the 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 they should be one hundred and thirty games into the season. You know, when this trade deadline comes along, and they're six, yeah. they're not even, what forty. So yeah, yeah it's weird. It's just yeah. it's just part of uh, twenty twenty. So yep. I'm and just gonna chalk it up of, to that. Speaking of twenty twenty, Angels and Astros postponed due to hurricane hurricane yeah um, so um and then just something Hello, about Laura. kind of a cool uh thing to just think about um albert pujols became the second all-time leading rbi um man in, in baseball history wow surpassed yeah. alex rodriguez uh 2087 he's about 130 shy yeah, of blue? Babe Ruth. 
Oh, Babe Ruth. Okay. Yeah. I thought it might be Gehrig. So hey. I don't, you know, who knows how long, much longer he'll play, but, you know, he's what, got 187. Yeah. So he's got 13. Hey. That puts him third, though, right? Because isn't Henry Aaron first? Uh oh. Mm. Waiting for Todd to do his thing. Yeah. Uh, Todd's usually the fastest on this. I saw. Maybe. Easy, Bill. Easy. Maybe he's. um, (laughs) I could have heard heard MLB. Yeah, it seems like. Network talk about it wrong. I thought it was Henry Aaron. But ESPN's headline said. Yeah, I think. It's oh. Lou Gehrig. Let's see. Hold on. No, it's not Lou Gehrig. It's uh, the picture I see shows Aaron, Ruth, and Pujols. And yeah, then, he's uh, third. He's yeah. third. Okay. Okay. Yeah, still amazing, right? Is yeah. A Rod fourth? Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. Wow. Pujols is at, at a very quiet, and he hasn't done anything since he signed with the Angels. No, not yes. Yeah. He really hasn't, right? But he but is. He's he had is a very the... quiet and very a brilliant career. Mal, he one. is. You know, if you look at the last twenty years. You know, you really can't name me many more than about five, what, what would be considered a five-tool player. And Pujols definitely, uh, for the majority of his career, was a five-tool player. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. What are those five tools? Uh, throw, hits for power, hits for average, uh, runs, throws, throws and defense. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. And he was just a great first baseman. He could, you know, obviously his, his arm and, you know, um, you know, Trout's probably – probably one of the few in the game right now. Acuna is maybe working towards that. Um, you know, you can look at like someone like a Juan Soto could become that kind of player. Um, but, you know, A-Rod was one. Um, but just, there's just not a whole lot of, you know, the Mike Trout's around, right? And that's why they make the money they do. Yep. And, and, and I'm saying this probably for my benefit because I know what a big baby I am. Um, <laughs> but 2020, we all have to – you have to remind me it's going to be wonky. Now, a perfect example is if the Braves-Yankees get washed out tomorrow, which they don't think it will, but if, Yankees already have a doubleheader scheduled for Thursday and Sunday. Oof. So they're going to have to find out a way to make up two games with the Yankees and Braves sometime in the season. Long story short, it's going to go by win percentage. Not There's going to be teams that have not played as many games as other teams, right? I mean, it's, it's just bound to happen. So... I'm reminding myself it's 2020. You gotta the asterisks will be there, but you just gotta accept it and, and love it and move on, right? I'm real happy we have baseball. Yep. There's a game on every night, and I can get some work done, read my book, talk to my wife, chat with the dogs. I can do all of that and still watch a baseball game. So I'm very, very you, happy you, that we have baseball. You know, it's interesting, Miles. Yes, if you if you flip through the channels right now and you see hockey, basketball, and baseball, every one of the games means something. You know, yes. yep. you know, it yep. is kind of a playoff. And then starting tomorrow, starting in the daytime, it's playoff golf, right? Right. Yes. So, By the way, Thursday, right? Or no, starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. Thursday. But it, that's very unique. And that doesn't happen all together, all at the same time. Yep. Who, that's awesome. Who do, you, who do you think is 193rd in RBIs with 1,138 RBIs? <laughs> Paul Casey. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I should have known better. <laughs> I, took, I took a shot in the dark. I should have known better. Good shot. <laughs> 1,193. Do you know one year Tony Gwynn stole 57 bases? I did not. Think about that. A young Tony Gwynn, 57 stolen bases. Wow. wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. What is the record for stolen bases in the season? 100 and... Ricky Henderson? No. He beat uh, Lou Brock, didn't he? No, it was someone else. Uh, Vince Coleman? I thought Had it was Ricky. Huge... Uh, let's look. In a single season. 
right? Yeah, I thought he beat this Lou Brock. Turned and he, into, he grabbed the base and said, "Ricky." That was all time. That was total. That was all time. Oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. I'm looking right now, single season, third person Ricky. Record. He was he was a treat, wasn't he? Uh, oh, this doesn't count. How about Hugh Nickel in 19? <laughs> Hugh Nickel sold 138. Um, it was Ricky Henderson. Yeah, 130. Yeah. Lou Brock wow. had 118. You're right. So, yeah, that's pretty. Once, once in a row, I'm right there. Out, out, out of the vault there, Bill. Good. Good call. Vince Coleman's probably in the top 10, right? He's somewhere in there. Vince Coleman had 752 stolen bases. Um, I know our first year of our fantasy baseball league, Vince Coleman was a stud. Everybody wanted him because he stole bases. So. Oh, it's two two on that hockey game. We we turn around twice, Bill. It's two wow. two now. Damn. Let's go. Uh, let's go okay. quickly. College football, Todd. Um, Twenty three preseason All Americans will not play. Uh, once first first and second team. Uh, so they're named first team. And then how about this? The AP poll comes out with Ohio State one, and they're not going to play. Now, Ohio State games. two. You got <laughs> oh, two Ohio Clemson's State, one. That's right. Ohio oh, State two, Penn State seven, Oregon nine, Wisconsin twelve, Michigan sixteen, USC seventeen, Minnesota. 19, Utah 22, Iowa 24 will not play. So it kind of shows you that those guys just had their, their votes in a vault, you know, yeah. to be released yeah. now. It's like, it just seems so, um, it, it's like announcing the, uh, the flights for, you know, departure times for flights that were canceled. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> as wonky as we talk about baseball being, and, you know, college football gets the wonkiest award when certain conferences aren't playing, right? It's just, yeah, as you said, Todd, Iowa not playing. Iowa, right, State, Iowa State playing. playing. The Big Ten commissioner, his son plays, I believe, for Mississippi State, Sean. So right. the Big Ten commissioner is not playing football, but his son will be playing football in the SEC. <laughs> right. It's just – the wonkiest. I don't even is know there, if that's a word. Is there any truth to any rumors about Big Ten players, you know, just bolting to go play? That just can't happen. They got to sit out of here. Yeah, here in Columbus, there's there's a parents' march, I think, coming up this week outside the shoe. Like, nothing's going to change. I, there's you know. no spots, Bill. Well, here's the thing is Big Ten is well, talking about moving their season to January, but it's like – SEC will be done, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And are they going to play 20 – four football games in the year 2021 when they usually play 12, 13, Now the 14. NCAA did come out last week and announced so, anyone, whether they play this year or not, eligibility goes to next year if the school has room for them on the roster. Wow. So uh, Justin like Fields, a, a Trevor Lawrence, you know, I guess could come you, back for a fifth. They're season. going pro. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course yeah. But the marginal <laughs> guys get an extra year. Of course they are. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. You know, that's um, good. Good look, for them. It, it's – um. We still got a long way to go before September 26th. The schedules are out for, you know, the, the three conferences. About a month. We got about a month to go. That's my, my, my advanced calculating. But <laughs> You're they, good, uh, though. You're good. <laughs> you know, the, the big news today, Texas Tech had 21 players uh, test positive. Uh, they're going to quarantine all of them, uh, continue with practice. Um, you know, it's, for, it's – Fortunately, they have like 121 kids at the camp, so they yeah. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so many. It, and, Bill, I heard your oof, and I think we all collectively – think that but let's look at what happened in baseball with uh the marlins st louis yeah they, sorry, yeah where they had a huge kind of huge outbreak and you know they quarantined for a little bit so i'm hoping that pattern continues you hate to see any outbreak but yeah um, as you said a month before the season let's let's hopefully get through it and yeah. keep progressing but who knows yeah. it's interesting up here guys you know you're you guys are all three you know firmly seated in in southern football um there's a mixture of of attitude up here in big 10 country there is a there's the college football fan doyle and kevin that just want to see some football 
And then there's the, we hate the SEC saying, I hope they all get COVID and I hope they shut down their conference, <laughs> which is so sad that they're rooting like against oh the league God. because they're, because yeah. they're commissioner and, and league almost like a, well, if we can't have it, nobody can. Right. It's, yeah. it's that big That's brother who, who licks the piece of pie because he didn't want his <laughs> brother to eat it. Right. Um, you know, so. God, you're on fire with the analogies today. I love it. Keep going. Yeah. I'm sure. Todd never did that. Um, <laughs> I'm the little brother, so he was a little brother that never got to eat the pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anthony licked the pie. Okay. Yeah. Good. Speaking speaking of of family members, Mal, tip of the hat to your your is it your niece Mia cousin. or your cousin? My oh. my cousin Mia. That yeah. that article was not, not only heartwarming but tear jerking, and it was just uh, what a perfect tribute. I'm sure the local mm. people that know nothing of your family other than Chip's writing um, probably love that. It was, I've got a lot of really, really nice compliments from friends of mine up north. Uh, I love the broken, the broken thoughts, like just, oh, randomly, I just want to get this bullet point in here. Is that the way Chip wrote as well? That was Chip's, Chip's yeah. Sunday Gravy yeah. column was, in fact, exactly that way. He was always, like, not always, like the, but most, sorry, Bill? No, so it's like the dot, dot, dot Larry King style. He would uh, just random thoughts yeah. that would, he would just yeah. do research. Yeah. My two and cents would, is that's his, uh, his <laughs> yeah. Larry King. Yeah, was, exactly. He would start with a little, a little quote about the boy, um, which was kind of nice. Uh, it's a little something about, you know, his son from the time he was little through, you know, nursery school to like, you know, finding out that the pizza that at the, at the, the middle school was the, the best pizza anywhere, according to his son. And he would weave a little story about his son through those comments. Um, he talked about a little bit of everything, and Mia tried to emulate that as best she could. That was great. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was. We've got. I've gotten a lot of really nice feedback from it, and uh, she uh, she worked hard on it. We're all very proud of her for doing it. Well, Matt, while you got the floor, why don't you tell us what you got coming up this week besides your closing of your family uh, yeah, member? Uh, we got our uh, son and daughter-in-law and grandbaby closing tomorrow. Um, we have uh, how much of the mortgage is your grandbaby paying? Uh, none of it at the moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, so she's not involved in the closing. <laughs> no, but she's got all kinds of housewarming gifts in my in my uh, spare bedroom here that are going to get moved over in the next couple of days. And uh, we have uh, her first birthday party on Saturday. Nice. So Sophia will be one years old on uh, on Saturday. So. Uh, That'll be exciting for everybody. Uh, we'll all get together and socially distance as best we can and celebrate that little charmer. And uh, other than that, Sean, we're just going to, you know, we got work is slowing down a little bit. We're noticing uh, inventory in Tampa is at overall 1.4 months of inventory. Uh, and at some price points, uh, zero to say 350, it's under a month yeah, in, in many of those price strata. So uh, um, things are slowing down. I'm hearing a lot of crazy stories about buyers doing crazy things, agents doing crazy things. So we're just trying uh -huh. to keep a few deals together uh, for, for our clients. And, uh, and we have uh, a handful of relocating clients who are getting a little anxious because there's nothing for them to see at the moment. So we'll just get up, show up and do the work for uh for the remainder of the week and to see how it plays out are our pocket listings the issue that i keep hearing about like agents are saying screw this i'm not going to put it on mls i'll just find the buyer myself yes yeah wow yeah in, in company you know in exclusive listings inside the company yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. we're seeing a lot of yeah. off-market uh sales um, yikes 
you know, yeah. which, which I think if you probably traced it back, there was probably some sort of a, you know, e-blast that went out or whatever. It's really, mm -hmm. it's really, um, this clear cooperation policy bill is not, it's, not being it's hurting followed. the people that are following the rules more than the people yeah. that are following the rules. Right. Bummer. Bummer. Todd, what about you, man? What's going on in the uh, ATL? You are, what level are you to get back out and start seeing people? Oh, we're still on uh, phase zero through phase three. We're still on phase one. Um, talk, uh, no, no one with any decision-making has told me or I've heard from, this is pure speculation, but the, the word uh, amongst the foot soldiers is it'll probably be 2021 before guys are hopping on planes and uh, doing hotel stays. Um, but we've talked about before, um, we're going to cherry pick um, the old ways that worked and cherry picked uh, what we've discovered um, is, is working really well. So um, it's going to be a blend. Um, I, I know personally, uh, I, I can't wait for to be in phase three, looking forward to it, but um, <laughs> I have no control over that. Uh, we just got to keep taking it day by day and see how we handle this pandemic. So um, got a good week planned. Um, got a lot of uh, activity going on. Um, Listening to your Carp's Corner today, uh, uh, your, I forget their names. I'm sorry, but one of the Luke guys and, is Luke and Josh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's Luke is results oriented, which I understand. And Josh said, well, we got to focus. And you said to focus on activities. One of my favorite expressions is uh, that I like to live by is um, focus on the execution, not the results. If you focus on the execution, then the results will come. That said, I totally understood what Josh was saying. If you don't analyze results and do a, a, a deep dive and a root cause analysis, uh, you'll never get better. So yeah. um, again, looking forward to a great week. And uh, and really quick, your kids are in school, out of school, virtual, what are they doing? No, nope, they both went back to school. Um, it's been a couple weeks now. Things are going very well. Um, everyone, I'm not gonna say everyone, but 99% of the kids are abiding by the wearing a mask. Um, they got the, the, the desk spaced out enough in the classroom where they can take it off. And because uh, half the kids are doing virtual, half decide to go back. And then in the hallways, it's kind of like Publix where they got arrows on one side, um, wear your mask, keep your distance. So it, it's knock on wood, it's, it's, it's going well. Um, we've adapted. That's one benefit we can take from this is, uh, <laughs> although some are kicking and screaming, uh, overall, I think the majority of people are doing a good job adapting. So um, yeah, so cross your fingers. Good. Hopefully it keeps going that way. Good. A uh, really quick update before we go to you, Bill. Uh, the Nuggets trying to hang on there in the uh, four minutes to go in the in the fourth. They are up by one, uh, needing to win or go home for the summer. Um, Bill, your podcast today was outstanding. I Scott Shapiro, we've heard, heard him talk at Inman, but you yeah. went outside of the real estate world again. Um, <laughs> uh, but really, yeah. not really. And but just some good insights to how to leverage obviously one of the number one channels for real estate agents to talk to the consumers. And that's through Facebook. That was a great, great interview. Thanks. Yeah. It was very interesting because they reached out to me, you know, I got a, uh, some, some assistant in the, uh, for the global partnership real estate, you know, team sent an email saying, we'd love to have uh, an opportunity to talk about what we do for the real estate space on your podcast. And I, uh, Facebook. Yeah, sure. Uh, it wasn't Zuckerberg. That bummed me out when it wasn't. Mark, but other than, <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg. But, uh, yeah. So don't be um, greedy, Bill. Don't be greedy. Yeah, no. So Scott was great. <laughs> Scott's a really cool guy. Um, it was funny because, you know, for those who are a little peek behind the scenes of the podcast, I recorded it with a tool called Squadcast. He didn't realize there was video or not. So 
as we as we come on air, I'm in a t-shirt and a hat. I'm just casual, and he's uh, he's got the sport coat you know, over a t-shirt <laughs> kind of thing. And he looks at me, he goes, uh, "You're not recording video." I said, "Nope." And he just whipped off that jacket as fast as you could, had his t-shirt on, you know. I, just, I like him already. Yeah, I like. Yeah, him it was super comfortable. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I think um, I don't really get any kind of big reveals out of that episode. But just a really honest guy who was, you know, really straight up about some of the things that work, some of the things that don't, you know. Um, and I thought that was great. You know how uh, this, you, knew you could trust him, like from my standpoint. Go ahead. Yeah. When you asked him who his favorite team was, and he says, "I don't have one. I just pick. I pick whoever's winning." Exactly. I just, I loved his honesty of just like, oh, yeah. I, I moved around yeah. enough. I, I couldn't pick a team, so I just yeah. I root for whoever's winning. You know. Yeah. More, yeah. more fun to watch, right? One year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. He was great. And then uh, I'm interviewing. I, um, I don't know if you do you know Michael Lafito. A little bit. I, I, I know the name really well, and we're connected on social. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm on his show tomorrow at 12:30, uh, Facebook Live. I'm going to talk about. He's interviewing me on his podcast, but he also does a Facebook Live and then strips the audio off. Um, he's a luxury guy. He created a um, uh, what am I looking for? A certification called Luxe Lux, and uh, so it's a certification people can get to work that market. Um, and I can't wait to talk to him because uh, I, I know one of the biggest questions people ask is, how do I get in the luxury market? And my response is always, know somebody in the luxury market <laughs> you know, and work with them. and work Or be for in them. the luxury market, right? Join a country club, join a yacht club. Exactly. Yeah. So um, he's going to talk to me about some of the people I've interviewed in the luxury market. So we have you know, people like um, uh, Louise Phillips Forbes, who's sold $5 billion in Manhattan. You've got, um, um, help me out here. Why am I forgetting her name? Episode number 200. You know better than I do, Sean. Uh, Dolly Lenz. Dolly Lenz. Yeah. Uh, Martha <laughs> If he Thorne. pulled episode 200, I would have been very impressed, right? <laughs> that would have been good, yeah. Locally, uh, Dolly Lenz, I'm sorry, uh, Martha Thorne is in, Anthony knows Martha. She's kind of the queen of the beach, I guess. Would you say, Anthony? I. <laughs> no one can see you, but... She, she definitely does a lot of business with her team. Martha is a um, great agent. Yeah. So uh, he's just going to ask me what they're, you know, what, what they, what they do. <laughs> yeah. They're going to ask me. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. I have no idea. He doesn't send questions in advance. And then I'm going to turn around and interview him right after nice. for my podcast. So it's a nice little double dip and uh, we'll be good to go. So okay. that's Are good. And, uh, there any branch calls or anything like that? Um, no, I, I do have, I do have a few scheduled over the next three weeks where I am going to be in, um, I think I have three in-person appointments. I did do one last week. I take that back, but, uh, and you know, zooms have dropped quite a bit, even, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but right now I'll tell you what we're doing hard in, at Fidelity. We're working on our, uh, we're working internally, right? We're sharpening, sharpening saws to be better salespeople. I know Todd loves that. Right? Habit number seven. Habit number right. seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sharpen the saw. Yeah. Sharpen the saw. So we're, I'm trying to help the team be better. Um, we've actually, at Fidelity National Financial, we've, we've um, signed an agreement or, or kind of, st- we're working with BombBomb now. So mm. uh, every one of the sales executives will have a BombBomb account. And I've been training them heavily to try to get them to do the right thing. Uh, use that video to interact with people. I know Anthony, you're a huge fan. And so, um, we're looking forward to, to uh, starting more conversations. We, we, we got to be careful we don't fall in love with the tech or the tool. You still got to talk to people. You still got to get them to purchase your service, whatever that is, whether it's doors and hardware or houses or service, escrow service, right? So working hard on that. Now, Passanelli's, Steve Passanelli's book, Rehumanize yep. Your Business, talks about that exact point, right? If I yep. took one thing away from that book, 
is use video to create a conversation. Yep. Invite them to call you, invite them to reach back out, invite them to respond back, right? So Let good. the video be the introduction so you have a face that goes along with everything else. But if you don't have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, the video is yeah. just a commercial. Look, I, I sat in on a training, we'll call it, a call with Patty Counts, who's going to run this with um, Stephen LeBaron of Bomba. I'll throw this kid's name out there. He is fantastic. And he's going to be training the team in three sessions. I go in and I, because I've used it for so long, I can help them in, in person and kind of give them some tips. Uh, but, you know, just this, he mentioned, I mentioned a couple of things. Like I said, oh, I've had Ethan and, and Steve on my podcast, you know, and he goes, oh, you've read their book. I go, yeah, of course. And so he, he made a point of reaching out to them saying, hey, I met Bill Risser today. He said to say hi. And what do you think mm -hmm. Ethan Butte did? He sent me a video. He goes, Bill, I heard your name twice today. Once you filled out a survey, and I did. I'd done something on a bomb bomb thing, and I filled out a survey for him. And then he said, and then I had Stephen tell me your name. He goes, I just wanted to reach out and say, man, that's awesome. And thanks so much for being an ambassador of our tool. And it was just really nice, you know. And of course, I used the video reply to reply back to him. So uh, I think it's, you know, I love that tool for anybody listening. They don't sponsor the stare down, but maybe we could work on that. So. <laughs> Awesome. Um, guys, let me wrap it up. Uh, Mal and, and well, all three, all, four, all three guys, I got that text today from a former client um, saying that they need to list their house. Go back and forth and move back to Chicago. Mal, I, I ask, is there a relocation involved, right? Because you always want to kind of be prepared to just get punched out of the way with a yeah. reload deal. She replies back, there is a relocation package in terms of the physical move, but nothing in regards to the sale of our home or realtor. We, of course, choose you. So it's, mm. it's that, I love that, you know, that relationship building, you know, you've done everything you needed to do since the closing to make that text happen. Um, but guess what, guys? Tomorrow, I get to come to Florida. Um, I'm coming virtually, but yeah. I get to start my Florida Realtor Conference presentations. Uh, tomorrow is my getting in tune with your audience, what real estate rock stars can learn from real rock stars. And then on Thursday, I come back to the Florida Realtors Conference and do a session called Leave Your Mark, How to Earn Top of Mind Awareness with Your Customers, Clients, and Community. So that'll be a blast. Get to play Scarlet tomorrow afternoon. Um, so back on the course. Quick flight back from Florida. That's good. Exactly. Uh, have a walkthrough on Thursday with a closing on Friday. Uh, meeting up with one of my former boss's sons. Uh, he reached out to me last night. It says, my son's thinking about real estate. There's no one else I'd think of than you, Carp, to talk to me either into it or out of it. Um, would, you, would you mind meeting with him? And this is a former guy from the beer industry. I said, if, if your son doesn't mind drink, you know, talking over beers, I'll talk all night. Um, so <laughs> I decided just to, to mentor him one way or another. I always feel like if, if I can tell you honestly the ups and downs of the business and you still want to talk, then that's a good sign. And, um, and then guess what, for Todd, Todd, on Friday, I'll be jumping on with Pete Blank on a little webinar talking about leveraging social media to build relationships. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Nice. So. Pete's points. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pete, that was my, uh, well, we'll go off. <laughs> yeah, so um, a good week ahead guys. So, Hey, listen, uh, a long, long show. We got a lot going on. We got the playoffs in four different sports and uh, college football and pro football coming. So we'll start talking a little bit more about that in the coming weeks. But until next time, for Todd Meiniger, for Bill Risser, and for Anthony Malafronte, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.